Hello, and welcome to another episode of the FPL Context Podcast with me, Steve. And me, Greg. Now, we're not too far away from Christmas, guys. Just, it's three o'clock right now on the 23rd, so we're building down to that day. 2020 has been a fucking awful year, Um, but we're nearly there. And uh, we've got some games to talk about, but first of all, Greg has taken an ec- 8-6 lead overall and um, to be honest it's hard to even be disappointed in the last game week because I got 88 points and I still lost so uh, so all I can do is say fair play on that one um, Greg what did you get in the end 93 was it yeah 93 final total that's just like um, that's like you know in like the 100 metres when you beat your personal best and then you look over and some geese has just done you by a couple of seconds. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Beat my PB, but there's a guy who's beat me by 20 metres. It's quite similar to it's quite similar to Liverpool a couple of years ago where they got like, what, 98 points and still lost the league. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Liverpool fans for that one. <laughs> um, yeah. So just quickly look for it. So like I said, Greg's at 8-6 lead. I was 6-3 up, so Greg has won, call let me work my mass out, he's won five game weeks in a row, which is, well, it fucking stinks, to be honest. It's been been painful, but Greg, I think if I remember, you went 3-1 up, didn't you? And I won five in a row. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully it swings like that again, because um, I'm starting to need it. Um, but yeah, so going through the team, so I had Martinez in goal, Mr. Consistent, uh, six points so happy with him I think Villa looks solid but there's a fixture turn soon for those guys so I think those clean ships, clean sheets will dry up a little bit soon but save points he's been excellent and when you see the number two who played for Arsenal last night who like loves throwing it in the back of his net then, <laughs> then you just got to laugh and think that's an absolute snip at 20 mil for Villa so uh, happy with him Chilwell a bit of a obviously he got injured one point, he only played, I think, about 10 minutes. There's doubts over him. I know Lampard done a press conference today saying that him and James are both doubts for the next two games, so that doesn't fill me with too much joy. So I think I'll be moving him out this week. I'll, quickly, I'll talk about that later on. Um, and Luke Ayling, uh, minus one point. Nice. Uh, to, to be honest, I thought it might have been more. When McTominay <laughs> had scored two after four minutes, I thought, bloody hell. Um, but yeah, Zuma, I had Zuma six points, happy with that. He's ticking over. Still got that aerial threat. Um, Grealish, 10 points. Uh, Salah, 16 points. Hilarious that he came off the bench and done so much damage. Liverpool really starting to click into gear. Then we had Son's, I think it's one of Son's, um, he hasn't blanked much this year, but uh, obviously a blank there. Didn't look good against Leicester. And I don't know if that defensive football Mourinho play is sustainable for returns for Son and Kane. So let's see how that goes over the winter period. I had Rashford. I brought Rashford in. Uh, he only got two points. I felt very unlucky and yeah, he got two. Uh, he looked. He still looked good. And United obviously put six goals past Leeds. So I felt a bit unlucky there. Bruno was my skipper. Uh, he's just, I think, just behind Salah. Very close, but he's the best FPL asset out there, especially at his price. So consistent. And then I had Calvert-Lewin and then I had my little wild card pick, Danny Welbeck. <laughs> and everyone laughed at Danny Welbeck. They said, what the fuck are you doing? 
D-Welbs thought, do you know what? I don't even need to play a full game. I'll just come on with 25 minutes left and I I'll, 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 won't only just score against the Blades. I'll pick up all three bonus points. I don't want two bonus points. I'm going to have all fucking three. So, <laughs> play D-Welbs. so 88 points there, but it weren't good enough. So what did you get, Greg? Yeah, so I got 93 points. Um, definitely very happy with this game week. I've actually gone on a great run the last few game weeks. Um, my rank's gone from over a million to I'm now 36,000 in the world. So Yeah, great job. Great um, job. Crazy. It, it kind of just shows, to be honest, I feel like watching the games, I feel like everything's kind of going my way. And it shows if you can have a few weeks of that happening, you can end up in any position, really. Um, but anyway, so onto my team. Have Martinez in goal as well. So happy with that clean sheet. Uh, Chilwell, uh, I'm I'm guessing Chilwell will be an issue for a lot of FPL managers at the moment, considering he's out for a few weeks. Um, I had Charlie Taylor got me five pointer. He got the assist, fantastic assist. That run up the field, incredible from Charlie Taylor. That's what I love to see. So uh, lucky. But no, so, Greg, so guys, what Greg hasn't explained was Charlie Taylor was on his bench and Lamptey. He didn't play the game. On comes Char- Char- Charlie Taylor and gets a lucky assist. It was a fantastic assist. Um, but absolutely fuming that Wolves equalised in the last minute to wipe out his clean sheet and bonus points. Um, flipping Benson for Burnley comes on and literally 30 seconds have been on the pitch. He does the most pointless tackle and gets a penalty for Wolves. Uh, absolutely fuming with that lad. Um, <laughs> What's his name? Benson. Who on earth is Benson? I don't know, but I, I don't like him. Sounds like the name of that fucking dog. Benson! Benson! <laughs> Benson! That was me. Oh, Jesus you know, Christ. Benson. Jesus Christ, Benson. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had Kufau as well. And oh my God, what a nightmare couple of minutes in that Chelsea game. So Chilwell gets injured. Take the corner. So um, Tiago Silva scores, wipes out my clean sheet and Chilwell's off the pitch. So those two defenders wiped out immediately. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I had Son as well. As you say, they weren't great against Leicester. Got a blank. Salah, fantastic haul, considering he was only on the pitch for half an hour. Um, Grealish, late returns, 10-pointer in the end. Didn't look like getting anything until the final five minutes, but then burst into life. Um, Fernandez captain, 34-pointer. Very happy with that. I think um, most people chose Fernandez due to Leeds being renowned to be quite attacking. I think that proved very, very true in that game. Um, and then Bamford, blank. Uh, Calvert-Lewin, nice assist. Um, and then Vardy got me a 12-pointer as well. Fantastic performance against Tottenham. I will admit the second assist was a bit lucky, but uh, I'm going to take it. <laughs> Emphasis on lucky. <laughs> but um, yeah, overall, I'm pretty happy with this game week. But I think similar to you, the main issue right now is Chilwell. Yeah, well, first of all, fair play. Top 30k. That's great work. So um, yeah, you set a high standard there. Something I need to follow now. Uh, so yeah, great stuff. Um, all right. Well, what we're going to do is let's just quickly talk about our transfer plans for the next, the next game week, Greg, for game week 15. Um, obviously you've pointed Chilwell out as a problem yeah Um, from my size because I'm looking at the double game week which as everyone knows is in game week 19 I'm really 
I really did either want double Chelsea defence or or a Liverpool defender. Um, so I think where I'm going to go is I think Chilwell is going to come out for Alexander-Arnold. And then right. I'm going to take... I may, I may downgrade... I'm going to either downgrade Grealish, Son, or Welbeck. <laughs> <laughs> down great well but bloody hell well he done, he done good one he done good one week and then i'd and then i don't know so i'm looking i really want alexander arnold in i saw uh robson went up to 7.3 today um so i think alexander arnold at 7.2 i think it'll start coming good soon and i think that's the way i'm gonna go what about you yeah so similarly i think um i need to get chill while out uh, I did consider moving to another Chelsea defender, but I'm also really wanting a Liverpool defender, to be honest. Um, I'm had kind of in the same boat as you, Trent or Robertson, but I'm actually leaning towards Robertson, despite him now being 7.3 to Trent's 7.2. I think Robertson has a much more license to roam. I think Trent's obvious upside is the fact he takes uh, close free kicks, but I think overall uh, Robertson's a much more attacking player at the moment. And I think Trent might be getting an instruction to sit back a bit more whilst Robertson goes forward. So I think Robertson is the better option currently, to be honest. Yeah, I couldn't argue with that. The only thing I'd say about Trent is he's only 13% owned now. So he is quite a big dip- differential for someone who has got that who's got that, um, that, that prowess behind him from last season. But saying that, Robertson's 20% owned, so he's not, re- he's not really big, uh, majorly owned either. So... Yeah, you could see, even with Salah in my team, I still got a red arrow against um, against Palace just because I didn't have Robertson and I didn't have yeah. Trent. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, I agree with those. I think Liverpool, or even if you look to Zuma, um, I've got Zuma and his aerial threat is brilliant. His leap is unbelievable. And Chelsea is scoring a lot of corners. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, they're the options there. Yeah, just to finish off on what I was saying, um, Lamptey is another player I have and he is a doubt as well. So I think um, I might ship out Lamptey and Chilwell for Robertson and an enabler like Mitchell, which is a bit annoying because um, it weakens my bench. But it's the only real way I can get to Robertson without removing one of my midfielders or attackers, which I just don't want to remove right now. So I think that's my most likely option for this game week. Yeah, Unless you downgrade Vardy, but obviously Vardy's had a great week and um, they do have a double game week coming up too, so he could be some someone good on, good to hold on to. But, yeah, uh, I think the one issue with downgrading Vardy for me is I just don't know who to ground, downgrade to. I don't think there's anyone really around that price range unless you're looking at Werner or Martial, which I don't really fancy either right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's quickly break, let's break down these fixtures then. So... We had that a mental game where everyone who captained Salah got laughed at, and then sixty minutes into the game, he came on and he thought, "Sorry, I don't want." I'm having trouble understanding right now. Please try a little later. Well, that was me after watching the Liverpool Palace game. How was that in seven nil? Fucking hell, Alexa. <laughs> um. Anyway, sorry about that. She's literally always piping up. 
She's such an ignorant little bitch sometimes. <laughs> Doing a podcast, mate. Yeah, God. Sorry, sorry about that, guys. Fucking Alexa. All right, anyway, um, going into that, we've got Firmino, we've got two goals. I've seen people start talking about Firmino as an option, and his price has gone up today. So, obviously, there is some interest there. And then, like I said, we all laughed at the captain as of Salah. And then 60 minutes in, he decides he wants to come on. Mane comes off, completely pissed off. And then he just decides, do you know what, lads? I fancy two goals and I fancy an assist. And he did it. And he's an unbelievable asset. And moving into the West Brom game, he's captain. Like, surely his ownership, everyone will captain him. Yeah, I think you got to expect that Salah against West Brom. I mean, that's definitely who I'm going for, 100%. What about you, Alexa? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's she's going for Bruno. She said, "Fair enough." All right, um, uh, so then we've got uh, Henderson, Minamino. Let's be honest, Minamino. No one's interested in that guy. Um, so I think what it showed though was Palace had a good twenty minutes or so in the first half, but I think Liverpool's defence are really starting to solidify, and that partnership of Matip and Fabinho—it doesn't look like it's going to leak many goals, does it? No, I think they look really solid against Palace, and I think um, they don't seem like they're missing Van Dijk too much, to be honest, at the moment. So I think with a nice run of fixtures, in my opinion, for Liverpool in the coming game weeks, I can see them keeping a lot of clean sheets. Yeah, and you got you got to feel sorry for old Big Sam. Like he's a uh, his second game away, Anfield, probably as difficult as it gets, and he's probably due an absolute slapping. So, um, yeah, uh, keep an eye out on Salah this week because I'm sure he is going to be gunning for goals against that West, uh, West Brom team. Then we got City away at Southampton, and I'm just still not convinced by City. No. Um, they just, they've not got that clinical edge like they had seasons before. I think the striker is a big problem. Aguero's knee is obviously a long-standing problem. He doesn't seem like he can play more than 15, 20 minutes. Jesus isn't really cutting it. So De Bruyne can create as much as he wants, but if no one's going to put it in the net, then it doesn't matter. So um, for me, De Bruyne is third to, well, maybe even fourth, actually. I would put, I would either want Bruno um, I'd want Bruno Salah and I'd want Son above De Bruyne at the moment because, just yeah. because I can't see any conversion coming from those attackers. No, I 100% agree. I think um, they're definitely lacking a fit Aguero, a fit and firing Aguero. I think the fact that Sterling seems to be a bit out of form this season definitely isn't helping. And I think I find it really interesting with City how... They've kind of changed the way they line up each week with Roger and Gundogan being two almost absolute certs every week. Whereas uh, they always had that silver type player. Well, obviously they had silver for a long time who played in that team as well. And I just don't, I don't understand personally why Foden doesn't play more for them. Because I know he's obviously not as good as David Silver, but he plays exactly like him. So why wouldn't you put him in the team? I don't get it. Yeah, I'm completely with you. I don't really... So I don't really rate Rodri that highly, to be honest. I don't think he's as good as the defensive work as Fernandinho, and then his passing forward. He doesn't. I don't know. I'm not really. I'm not too sold on him. Um, the only thing I'd say is obviously the City defense is up there as one of the best in the league now. It's up there with Spurs, um, 
And Diaz is looking an absolute certain pick every week. And for a Pep defender, that's very unlikely to find one of those. So Diaz, um, if you're looking for a way into that city defence, he looks the best option. And he also, he obviously got the free bonus points. So he's very solid. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and then just quickly on the Southampton side, obviously it was sad to see Danny Ings go off. Looks like he's got a reoccurrence of the knee injury. I haven't seen any news about that yet. But obviously, Danny Ings was part of your plan, wasn't he, to downgrade Vardy uh, to an Ings and then bring on Robertson. And obviously, Danny Ings went injury-free mostly last year and he saw the results. And then years years gone before, he had a lot of knee injury trouble. So hopefully that's not starting to catch up with him again. But uh, it, he looks like an option what you can't trust at the moment, doesn't he? Yeah, unfortunately. I think um, he's struggling with a bit of injuries this season, which is definitely a shame because he's been shown he's a great player uh, last season he performed unbelievable so I think um, right now as an FPL option you probably have to avoid don't you so um, it was, it's unfortunate because it was my plan to downgrade Vardy to him but for now it's obviously an avoid yeah yeah and talking about avoids let's all have a big laugh at the biggest laughing stock in the Premier League at the moment and that is Arsenal, who lost 2-1 to Everton, and they lost again last night. And it is just an absolute mess there. Oh, my God, it is an absolute mess. I saw Micah Richards blaming Arsenal fan TV for them being rubbish the other day. I was just like, when did Robbie start doing the bloody tactics? DT <laughs> <laughs> was playing out front instead of Pepe. So, come on, like that is just a sh- ridiculous excuse. At the end of the day... The players aren't good enough and the manager's experienced, uh, inexperienced. Sorry. So Everton, they didn't really look great for me. Um, they, were just be- they were just better than a poor Arsenal side. Um, you still got that aerial threat of Calvert-Lewin. He was a little bit the header. I'm not sure if it was going in without the own goal, but uh, he was... You could see the aerial threat that Everton had against Arsenal and that obviously came to flourishing through... The set-piece goal from Mina and then Calvert-Lewin getting the assist off the holding own goal. So any team with a strong aerial um, threat against Arsenal at the moment, you'd be pretty confident going into those games. Um, So to be honest, I've got Zuma and I'm very confident that he can do something from set-pieces against Arsenal at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Just because... As we saw in the Everton game, they're not very good against set pieces and crosses in the box. And Zuma with his leap, I can't see Mustafi and the likes and the likes who else, who else they ever who they've got in that defence to be able to deal with him. So I'm hopeful for that. Um, I'm not really going to talk about Arsenal's attack because there's not really an attack going on there at the moment, and they need to sort sort those things out. All I'd say is if you've got any players against Arsenal. Expect some uh, expect some results because they're in a real, right pickle. All right, we've got Newcastle-Fulham. Let's be honest, Fulham were a bit unlucky not to win this game. And Scott Parker has really turned them around. They're quite a powerful team. And they're not the whipping boys that we all thought they were going to be, are they? No, they're looking a lot better at the moment. They look um, a lot more dangerous. Uh, Cavaliero and Lookman look quite solid for them. Um, and yeah, overall, putting a good shift against Newcastle. And as you said, they were unlucky. I think the worry for me is, I don't know if it is a worry, but 
Callum Wilson's a funny one, isn't it? Because he barely gets any chances at all. Like Newcastle are very, they're not creating a lot and they don't score many. But if they do score, it's always an involvement of, of his. So if, what do you think about him as an option, Greg? Like, are you interested at all in in a Callum Wilson? Like, could you, if you really wanted to invest more in your midfield, could you look at maybe going Vardy down to a Callum Wilson? Or is there just no interest there for you because of Newcastle? To be honest, I don't think there's too much interest in there for me. I think um, with his price point, I prefer Bamford as an option. Um, I prefer Calvert-Lewin as an option. I know... Uh, as you're saying, I could potentially get all three in my team if I downgraded him from Vardy. But I just think, I just don't think I want him in my team. I'm just not going to lie. I think Newcastle is what you, they don't look like they create that many chances. And it seems like when he scores, it's usually off of one chance. And it's like, yeah. maybe it's a reversion to the mean. We'll see that start to go down. Um, could you imagine if I said you at the start of the season, you would have had Callum Wilson and Patrick Bamford in your team? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You would have said to me, Bloody hell, I've lost the plot. <laughs> Honestly, I love the cheapest attack in the whole game. And yeah. it's not what I want to see. Poundland FC up front. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, the thing about Wilson is it's annoying when you don't own him because he is actually quite highly owned. And yeah. it's annoying because Newcastle, they're not attacking at all. So you don't really expect them to do anything. And then you see it pop up on the app that, he's scored or assisted you're just like you just go you turn into like Tom Hanks from like Castaway you're like Wilson <laughs> oh god Wilson <laughs> I hate Wilson so <laughs> but yeah it's kind of like one of those um, he's going to keep ticking over but I don't know I like to be able to watch my assets and I just don't really get any enjoyment out of watching Newcastle so that's that sums up for me yeah Brighton, Sheffield United. Now, God, um, I actually watched this game because I, I put Welbeck in, so I had to watch. I had to watch, and um, to be honest, I'm a bit worried for Brighton. I think Brighton could go down this year because they play good stuff, but they just don't seem to get the results. No, and like Sheffield United were down to ten men for most of this game, and not to be able to beat them at home is a big warning signs. I think. And, um, yeah, I'm a bit worried for Brighton. And I thought defensively they were going to be better this year with Ben White coming back. They brought in Veltman, Lamptey's coming. And it's just, they're just not that good, are they? And I'm worried for them now. And Sheffield United, like, come on, they had a guy score for them called Bogle. Bogle? He sounds like a character off the fucking Magic Roundabout. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Who is it? So um, I literally just can't work out what's going on there. And obviously the Lord Lundstrom, he's fallen from grace this year. Um, he got a red card. And what do you think about Brighton? Because obviously you've got Lamptey, Greg. I've got Welbeck. Uh, I put Welbeck in just because I thought it'd be a good cheap option. Obviously it went off for me. The Messiah decided he wanted to score a goal. Uh, Connolly took one off his head too, so he could have had a brace. But um what do you think about having Lamptey in this Brighton side? Because I know he's really attacking, but Brighton just don't look like they can keep any clean sheets. They can't keep a clean sheet at home against Sheffield United. And who are they going to keep a clean sheet against? I think Lamptey's, he's he sums up Brighton in himself as an FPL option. He seems always, when I watch him, so lively and so like he's going to get some good FPL points, but he always ends up not really getting anything. 
Um, I think overall for me, I'm going to get him out because I've heard he's got a slight hamstring issue at the moment. So yeah. it's potential of him being out for the next game week as well. So I think he's one I'm going to ship out now. And as you say, I'm not totally convinced by Brighton right now, it seems. Like they just can't really get the results. And considering Sheffield United were down to 10 men and they almost won, like Welbeck scored late. So I think it really is an awful result for Brighton. And um, I just don't think they're looking very good at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, it really bogles the mind of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so then we move on to Spurs-Leicester. And now, obviously, Spurs lost two games in a row. Um, they lost to Liverpool. They've lost to Leicester. Um, the Wills, I wouldn't say they're coming off just yet, but when Spurs line up the way they do, so defensively, there are going to be games like this where they're not going to be able to counter or the counter just doesn't work for them. And because they give away so much ground and the initiative, it's hard to get back in the game if it's not working for you like that. Yeah. And I don't know... If Kane is start with Kane, they've played obviously the Euro, Euro, uh, Euro League games. Son, I know they've not played most of those games, but their stamina might slowly decrease, and then the counter attack becomes more difficult and more difficult. So I think you definitely want to keep an eye out on Spurs' assets. They've got an easier fixture run coming up soon, so it'd be interesting to see what happens there because I'm not sure they're going to be able to counter these teams, and it'll be interesting to see how they go. Um, but I was a little bit worried watching it. Um, just because in the Liverpool game, um, the first half, first 45 minutes, it was like probably the most defensive I've ever seen at Mourinho team lineup, and that's saying something as a Man United fan. So, yeah, yeah um, just keep an eye out, guys, because I'm not sure how sustainable it is for Kane and Son to play like that. Yeah, I right. think. Sorry, Greg. Yeah, I think. Um... I think the double up right now is probably not the best way to go, in my opinion. I think uh, that's too much investment in the Spurs attack when they are seeming to struggle for goals a little bit in the last few games. Um, I'd say one or the other is still probably the way to go. I personally prefer Son, um, a bit cheaper, and in midfield. Yeah. Um, but I think one note on Leicester uh, is that you should probably really consider them as a top six side now other than Arsenal. I don't mean to banter Arsenal fans, but Leicester are consistently performing in the top four slash top six at the moment, whereas Arsenal aren't. So maybe this was a really tough game for Spurs, to be fair. That's what I would say. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I don't. Obviously, Man United play Leicester um, Boxing Day, so that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Vardy against the top six is basically like Vardy playing against the bottom three. Um, he just loves playing the top six. He's got an unbelievable record um, and obviously he scored and he got an assist again. So with him playing Man United, Maguire's, obviously we know Maguire's slow. Lindelof, he's quite, he's slow also. It'd be interesting to see how Vardy goes against that defence and obviously United play tonight in the Carabao Cup. So there'll be some fatigue there. So Vardy looks like a good option. Someone else I wanted to pinpoint quickly was Madison. Madison's return, he's starting to really look good. And um, he's t- taken a lot of shots. Yeah. He's getting in some great areas. And I really think because with Grealish, his games after Palace goes Chelsea away, Man United away, Tottenham at home. 
Mm. I think Madison could be a good alternative to move from Grealish to Madison. Yeah. Over those three games. Um, just because within those three games, you have Leicester against Crystal Palace, um, Leicester against Newcastle, and then they miss game week 18. But we'll probably all play the free hit for that. And he will then play the double game week. So Madison looks like he could be a good option to move from Grealish from. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think um, Madison's look really impressive in my opinion. I think he takes a lot of shots, as you say. He loves to put Vardy through. I uh, I watched the Tottenham game and I actually felt like Madison really does just search for Vardy. He almost just looks, where's Vardy? And he passes to him. Um, so I love that connection. But um, I think Madison is a good option at the moment. He seems to be back in form, back in the side. So... Um, one to watch for me, but I'm not going to get Grealish out just yet. Yeah. And then uh, the Man United Leeds game was absolutely nuts. Uh, 6-2. Scott McTominay, um, prime Gerrard for five minutes. He was fantastic. He obviously got two goals, got an assist and he got a bonus. So um, he's not an option, obviously, we're going to look at, but he had a great game. And one thing what was really telling was Leeds just attack, guys. They just attack, attack, attack. So if you've got Bamford, there's so much value in him. Rafinha looks fantastic moving up for the double game week. I think he could be a great option for that. Um, and then also Dallas. Dallas playing out of position uh, sometimes as a midfielder slightly up. Um, he's a great option also at the defence. So if you're looking for attacking returns and great value, Leeds United's the side. Um I've got Aileen. I feel like I've between him and Dallas, I've got I've had the wrong option all season. But I'm gonna still keep with keep Aileen in because I know that double game week's coming. And I think uh Leeds are gonna be a good side to target over that. But I think I will maybe look to bring Rafinha in uh over that time too for that double game week. Cause I think Leeds are just so attacking. Um and then, obviously, Fernandez, Mr. Consistent. He got his two goals, got an assist, the two bonus points. He's as good as anyone in the league at the moment. 100% agree. He looks unbelievable. And he could have even got more. Martial missed a good chance from Fernandez's through ball. Fernandez also came off with 20 minutes left to play. I think he could have easily got more returns in this game. Um, and it just shows how decisive he is to that Man United attack and how good an FPL option he really is. Yep. Yeah, and then a shout-out quickly for Martial. you got three assists. Cavani looks like he will be getting a ban, um, which will be happening in early January. Martial's starting to come into a bit of form. He's finishing still a little bit off, but with three assists, if he scores one goal, he's scoring really big, isn't he? So um, Martial is definitely someone to keep an eye on too, and maybe that could be a move because he's in the double game week. That could be a move from Vardy down to him if you're looking for another way to go into the Liverpool defence because he's starting to find a bit of form. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with um, with that. I think the thing with Martial that's putting me off a little bit at the moment is his, he's clearly lacking a lot of confidence in front of goal. He's missing a lot of chances that he wouldn't miss last year. Um, but other than that, he was unbelievable against Leeds. He was arguably one of United's best players on the day. Um and I think just the build-up play, everything, the assist, 
in terms of his passing, he was unbelievable. So if he can improve his finishing, he's going to be a great option. But I think I want to see him start putting the goals away first. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, if that starts to come, though, he could be a great option. Um, could be. Right, and then fair play to West Brom because, you know, you get a draw away at City and you think we need to make a change. We really need to like make a change which is going to really benefit the club and keep us up. So we'll bring in Big Sam. Um, they lost 3-0 to Villa at home uh, so, <laughs> in the local derby. So that's worked well for them. It did help that Livermore got sent off, of course. But um, El Ghazi, he seems to shoot from every area of the pitch. It doesn't matter where it is. He has a shot. Yeah. So he got his two goals. Um, nice finishes in there. Grealish with his two assists. Villa look a really good side, don't they? They do. They look really good. I think Grealish definitely the focal point. He looks so good again this year. As you say, El Ghazi loves a shot. Literally at any position it will shoot. Um, El Ghazi seems to be on pens which maybe is a bit disappointing as a Grealish owner. Um, but overall, Villa looking really good. I think Watkins is one to think about. He uh, he seems to avoid getting uh, FPL points as much as possible. He always finds a way. Got the goal, but he was offside for it. Um, personally, if I was investing in Villa, I would avoid Ollie Watkins, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think... If you are looking for a really cheap option, then El Ghazi, there are quite a, they're quite a few plus points for him in terms of how selfish he is and the penalties and obviously the likes of Grealish and Barkley to supply him. But Grealish is still the main man, isn't he? And you feel yeah. you feel most safe with Grealish in your team. So yeah, I think it's a bit much to go twice uh, to go a double into the Aston Villa attacking side. But Martinez and Grealish are still the best options there. Yeah, I agree. Right, and then, so I'll let you talk about this game, Greg. Burnley 2, Wolves 1. So what did you see from this game, except for Charlie Taylor getting really lucky? So firstly, what I saw from this game is Charlie Taylor is a fantastic FBL option. <laughs> He's 4.5 mil, Burnley defender. Burnley signs look really solid. The Deitchy boys are back. Deitch is... Um, setting them up so well if it wasn't that, boys. I don't know why I just came up with that on the top of my head um, but uh, fantastic crossing from Taylor fantastic um, finish by, well, it was a good edit by Barnes um, what do you do what do you have to do to get into the Deitchy boys you just got you got to be able to lump the ball up onto someone's head do you have to be able to do an imitation of Sean Deitch's voice yeah that as well yeah okay cool um, but yeah, I thought overall Burnley looked really solid. Burnley is starting to look a lot better this season. I think um, they were unlucky to concede, to be honest. It, it should have been 2 0, but they brought on Benson. 30 seconds later, we decided to give away a pen. Big up, um, Benson. Literally the most pointless thing in the world. The guy's going nowhere, but I, I, I could rant about this for hours. But um, Overall, I think Burnley looked really solid. There weren't many plus points for Wolves, in my opinion, because, as I said, they were lucky to get a goal. Um, so, I think, overall, the positives from this game would go to Burnley. And I think Taylor, great option. Um, I think if you're going to invest in Burnley, I'd go with Taylor, personally. Do you know Benson's makes beds? Yeah. Yeah. Benson's so, beds. So... He was definitely sleeping in that game. <laughs> if it doesn't work out for him, he's always got a job 
selling beds. <laughs> Fair play to him. He definitely had a nightmare on that one. Bedtime! <laughs> um, yeah, and then the last game of the game week, we had Chelsea 3, West Ham 0. And we're bit, this doesn't show the game because West Ham, they played well and they were unlucky, really. They just didn't have that finishing touch. And to be honest, it's because I think a lot of it's down to Haller. He's just not as good as Antonio. Um, yeah. But Chelsea, they, the defence is still solid. 3-0, Thiago Silva with a header. Abraham, he got his two goals. He's hit them both well, but you can't trust... I just don't feel like you can trust him. There's too much competition. Yeah, I agree. Spot. Um, Pulisic got an assist, but to be honest, I was expecting more from him in terms of points this year. He's not... I don't know if the inclusion of Werner and like Werner playing a lot in his space and stuff like that that is taken away from Pulisic because Pulisic at the end of last season he was like them he felt like he was a must-have pick but he's just not really lit it up yet. I know he's had injuries and stuff like that, but I think that front line is still trying to find where they they are. And if we're being honest, Werner's not a very good finisher, is he? I think if you go off of this season, no. Um, in the first 14, 15, um, yeah, 14 games of this season, he hasn't really shown himself to be a very good finisher. He's missed a lot of chances. Um, he missed he might, he's very similar to Martial this season, isn't he? In terms of like the overall, the overall place is good, but then when it gets to the finishing, it's just not, it's just not happening. Yeah, 100%. He's just not putting the chances away. But I think, um, one key thing is he is getting in the positions, he is getting chances. And he got so many goals last season for Leipzig. Surely there's, it's only a matter of time before he gains confidence and starts putting them away. And then he becomes an amazing option. But right now, he just can't finish his dinner. So <laughs> if you have him in your FPL team, it must be so frustrating. So yeah. frustrating. Yeah, definitely. But he got uh, the assist. He got an assist in this game, but he was trying to shoot. It was just an awful shot. So, One thing I would say is Chelsea got double game week coming up in 19. Um, the defence looks probably the way to go. But I think also if you just want a sneaky wild card shout for someone in midfield, I think Mason Mount, um, just because he's got such great delivery and he's been really, he's basically been the one who's created most of the, the set piece goals. And he, he does get advanced that he could be a good option as a little wild card shout, but probably not someone who's at the top of your list. But maybe if you just want a little bit of a gamble, then he could be someone to go for. Um, you didn't sound very convinced. I think personally, um, around that price range, I'd be thinking of more Madison, that sort of way. Yeah, that's fair. All right, well... That's us there. Um, next week, like I said, I'm going to be br- next game week. I'm bring I'm going to bring in Trent, and then I'm going to down. Well, someone's going to get downsized. I'm not sure who yet, but um, Trent's coming in. Salah captain, easy. I'm guessing Salah's going to be your captain. Yeah, Salah's already got the captain's arm bad, and he's not going to be getting rid of it anytime soon. I think. For the time being, my transfer moves are going to be Lamptey and Chilwell to Robertson and an enabling player like Mitchell. It's a bit frustrating because then I only have three starting defenders, but I think for the time being, that's where I want to go. Yeah. Yeah, fair play. All right. Well, 
from us guys, we want to say have a fantastic Christmas. Stay safe. Take care. 2020 has been an absolutely awful year, but hopefully 2021 is going to be a much better one. So love to all your families and take care of yourselves. Yeah, I hope everyone has a good Christmas. And yeah, as Steve said, I think he summed it up perfectly. Hope you all have a good one. Stay safe.